2: The Orange get their first ACC tournament victory against Wake Forest before being eliminated by a fresher, healthier UNC team. We'll hit that game up for you first. And as Syracuse sits on the bubble, how does their resume match up against other bubble teams out there? We'll give you the numbers, and we'll turn to Joe for the best and worst-case scenarios heading into March Madness. Let's go.
0: Make some noise, Orange Like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation
2: podcast. All right. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Qes Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and family. All right. First, let's just hit up the, the win. We couldn't get back in time, obviously. That was a little bit. Um, pointless to come back and and hit up the Wake Forest win but a game in which we we needed. We needed to win an ACC tournament game and we did it. We needed that second game against uh, UNC I feel like in the long run even though that we lost that game which we'll go over. That helped us out. Um, Marek Marek uh, just absolutely lit it up that night and it was just so good to see. Uh, we should have won that game. We did win that game. That's fantastic. But uh, what about Mark Joe and, and even Chuku? Uh, Chuku with uh, 14. So
1: yeah, that's what I was going to say. Between Merrick and Chuku, we had 34 points and 12 of 14 shooting. So when they play like that, we're we shouldn't lose. So especially yeah. against a team like Wake Forest, I mean, like you said, we needed it. So. We went and took care of business. There's a couple times where they got close and made it a little nerve wracking, but I, I feel like we controlled the game pretty much.
2: Yeah, and one thing I'll note: Chuku looked really good getting up and down the court on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, not so much, not so much last night, but on Tuesday he did look. He pretty <coughs> you need a
1: little bit more than one day rest when you're playing 35 plus minutes.
2: Yeah, no kidding. He he was just um, he just couldn't do it. Uh, found out today that I guess. Sediby is having um, surgery at the end of the year. Did we already know yeah, that? Uh,
1: um, they did say something They'd about said, that. They or, said uh,
2: he might need it, right? Right. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's definitely having surgery at the end of the at the end of the season, and he yeah. played. You know, last night he did his best in play. He got it out a pretty
1: good performance, considering. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, the dude's have, he's got 10 rebounds and uh he
1: hasn't been able to play or practice or anything, so I mean, yeah. any minutes that he goes in there, he's got no no type of chemistry with the team out there. He's just going out there doing what he can, you know.
2: He's just filling. He's just filling it in. He did a good job last night. All yep. right, Syracuse dropped last night, 20 to 13 overall after getting handed handled pretty good by UNC, 78 to 59 in front of 17,732 fans in the second round of the ACC tournament in Brooklyn. Brissett with a double double. He led all scores with 20. He was five for seven from three. It was fantastic. Seven for 14 for overall, and he had 10 rebounds. Battle and Howard combined for a total 8 of 39 from the floor and 3 of 15 behind the arc. It was a struggle all night for them as they could not, obviously, penetrate the UNC defense. They were just all over it. Howard turned the ball over seven times. uh, Mm. Twelve times as a team, UNC scored 13 points off of those turnovers. They were just playing at a different speed UNC was last night after yeah. after scoring 20 we mentioned against Wake Forest Mark could only muster up 6 points for those came early in the first half. Williams led his team with 17 points. He was 7 for 11 overall, 2 for 5 from 3. But it was Pinson who really gave the orange fits on both sides of the ball. He finished with 16 points and 11 boards. Syracuse was out-rebounded 42 to 37. As a team, they shot 31.7 to UNC's 43.8. And finally, Syracuse with 5 shot clock violations. Joe, Syracuse was limited early with foul trouble. Uh, Chukwu, I think he had two fouls in the first, like, six or eight minutes or something like that. We are playing two games in two days, the latter of which was a healthier, more well-rested uh, UNC team. Um, what would you think? Did it meet your expectations? It was exactly
1: kind of what I thought. I mean, we had – we're not in a position to where we can even really rest our guys, even if it was Wake Forest and we were controlling the game uh, – so we just knew i mean i talked about it before that i just didn't think that we had the type of roster to where we could make a deep run in the acc tournament you know at least in the ncaa tournament you get a day in between and you win two games and then you get a week this is just back to back to back to back and we don't have the roster for that and again i think you saw that with the stats that we talked about with their second chance points their fast break points their points off turnovers they um Roy Williams, he consistently just subbed guys in, fresh legs.
2: Kept, kept them healthy.
1: Just, right, just kept pressure. You know, everything we had to work for, they made us work for it very hard. And uh, just, again, uh, at the end of the 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 end of the game, we were just gassed. I mean, O'Shea Brissett had a pretty pretty good game. But, I mean, you could tell with Ty's battle, his legs weren't really into it at the end of the game. Uh, when he was trying to hit some of those shots, everything was short rimmed. You know, Chukwu definitely looked fatigued and followed that with 16 minutes to go. So uh, it didn't look too good. And even then we we mustered up a, a little bit of a run with uh, got us within nine at, at some point. But I mean, that took all everything that we had out of us to even get to that point. And yeah. um, so again, I mean, they played as hard as they could physically play, but we're not built for that. And like Beheim said in his press conference that we've played, you know, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh I mean when you have guys playing five guys playing thirty five plus minutes uh throughout that, it's just not enough not enough time near the end of the year, so I think they're just starting to get a little uh tired. So and you, you know, saw that last night obviously.
2: We play seven guys, you know, I guess. <laughs> you know, like for instance, um on against Wake Forest, you know, Moyer played two minutes. And well, that's Sidi huh?
1: Well, you could you could say that we only played five. I mean, if it was up to Boeheim, yeah, Moyer and Moyer and Sadibi wouldn't play. Yeah, Sadibi so, mean.
2: played. He played five minutes against Wake Force and Moyer played two. Really, you're right. We could say we played we played <laughs> five guys, but <laughs> if, if
1: everyone's playing good and they're staying out of foul trouble, he doesn't sub.
2: Oh, and he and right, right. But with the you know with the stamina in the, in an, in a tournament like this where you got to play every day. Absolutely, we don't. We just don't have the roster. I right. honestly thought it was going to be a little closer. You got seventeen plus thousand fans in there. A lot of them making noise for the orange, the well-traveled team. Everybody knows that we're, you know, the orange is popular in New York City, obviously. But, right. Um, I thought it was going to be a little more competitive. But you, like you said, you could just see it, man. You could see it, and they were just, they were tired, man. They were tired. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, you could look at it the first half. There's some time, some spots when we looked a little tired, and I thought there was some kind of questionable calls considering how physical they were on the defensive end. I mean, they doubled our free throw percentage. I think we went 11 for 14. They shot 58. 28 free throws. So Yeah,
2: 22 for 28.
1: Right. So, um, but even the first half, I mean, it was eerily similar to the first half, the first time we played North Carolina when, O'Shea Brissett hit a three right at halftime to bring it within eight, I think. And last night I that, it was or I think it was nine. And last night he did it, hit it to come within ten. So yeah, we were pretty much in the same exact spot position that we were the first time we played them. I mean, you could just tell in the second half that the speed, we though, just Joe. didn't have it. Yep, the speed, the speed, fresh Joe. legs,
2: fresh legs, the speed not only of the players but of the passes. It was just and
1: they're being physical, throwing bodies around. That 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 you know will take its toll on you throughout a game as well, especially when you had a game the night before, so...
2: Um, well, what we really want to do in this episode is the bubble talk, Joe, so final thought on on the game last night? Uh, final or thought... Or the ACC tournament in, for us in general?
1: Well, I'm just glad that we finally got our first win. Uh, at least beating Wake Forest keeps us in the discussion, so... That's all um, right. so you can really ask for. I wish we would have been able to be a little bit more competitive, but again, it wasn't because of lack of effort or hustle that we lost that game yesterday. Exactly.
2: So. Uh, the Tar Heels improved to 7-1 and one against Syracuse since the Orange joined, joined the ACC. Uh, Syracuse's ACC tournament record now stands at 1-4. Tyus Battle scored in double digits for the 32nd time in 33 games. All right, Joe, um, let's first, real quick, compare where we are now with where we ended up last year. Last year, we had an RPI, final RPI, and ours might change a little bit, but this is what we ended up with last year. An RPI of 85 and a strength of schedule of 57. As of right now, according to Real Time RPI, we're at a 44 and a strength of schedule of 13. So, um, Let's take a look at where we stand in the quadrants real quick and, and let me know or let us know, you know, any close teams that have a chance of moving up or moving down and uh, let us know where we're at.
1: Okay. As far as this morning, um, after the games from from last night, we know we currently stand still uh, 5-0 and in our Quadrant 4 games, 9-2 um, and two in Quadrant 3 games three and three in quadrant two games and three and eight in quadrant one games. Um, some of the guys or some of the teams you want to look for that could change that a little bit. Um, Buffalo right now, currently RPI uh, 32. If they get to 30 um, or lower, then that will become a quadrant one win instead of a quadrant two. And they're beginning the, the Mac tournament today, they're the number one seed in that tournament. So, um, and Toledo is, um, Right now, they're in that same tournament. They're the number two seed in that tournament, and their RPI right now is 87, so if they can get that to a 75, then that will uh, turn a Quadrant 3 win into a Quadrant 2 win. Um, And then the one that we have to look out for, which is tough, because you don't know how much it's going to move, but uh, right now Maryland is currently sitting at uh, 74 RPI, and um, so they're a Quadrant quadrant 2 win for us right now, but if their RPI slips because of some of the teams that they played uh, losing throughout the tournament, because, you know, their conference tournament's over. So they have no more games, uh, I don't believe anyway. Um, but if they slip past 75, then they'll, they'll drop from a quadrant two win to a quadrant three win. So um, that's the little bit of movement uh, that we're looking at. So we definitely want to cheer for those MAC teams. Um, like I was telling you on the phone the other day. Buffalo uh, was the number one seed in the MAC. Toledo, number two seed, and Eastern Michigan, number three seed, and they all have their first games uh, in the quarterfinals of that tournament today. So,
2: yeah, that's good for us, then. So yeah, it can
1: help. It can definitely help.
2: Yeah. Um, all right. So, CBS's Jerry Jerry Palm has the orange on. Um, he's got him in the first four. Okay, he's the only like real notable one to include Syracuse, by the way. But there's this guy. I gotta mention this guy, John Matthews. He's an amateur. He goes by at Syracusefan7 on Twitter. He's new to Twitter. When I when we gave him a follow on Twitter, I think he was at seven followers. So uh, he's the third most accurate historically on the the bracket matrix, and he put Syracuse on his list. In the first four, too. So, uh, real quick, give him a follow at SyracuseFan7, and his website, I think he's been doing these every day now, his website is SyracuseFan7, Bracket com, and you can go there, and he's got it all broke down, and he's even got the the last four buys and all that stuff. Um, So... Um, let's, let's, oh, and by the way, Joel Lenardi has this out right now, which Joel Lenardi, I was just talking about an amateur guy who's on Bracket Matrix, that's uh, um, John Matthews. He's ranked third historically on that website. And I think Joel Lenardi, I don't want to project, but I think he's like 180 or something like that, or like 200 and something. So take that with a grain of salt. Joel Lenardi's got us out. And so does, by the way, uh, Bracketville in yep. the, the athletic Stuart Mandel. So they got, us, they got us out. But yeah. let's compare resumes. I got a list of eight teams here, Joe. And uh, you tell us what needs to happen. And, um, our, well, we'll compare resumes and, and see. Because Syracuse's numbers this year are great. First, what was Syracuse's non-conference strength of schedule last year was a, uh, I have it here, 215. Okay. Is that what you got? Yeah. Okay. That's what they finished with a two fifteen. This two fifteen and
1: they went eight and five.
2: And they went eight and five. Good point. Um, this year it is according to CBS it's what? Um, eighteen. It's an eighteen. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and we went, went 11, eleven and two. two. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. St. Mary's so it's needless
1: to say, our non conference is not gonna ruin our tournament chances. So it, exactly. That's that was that's really right. So I mean that's partly what we're looking at here. Um when I sent you those teams, and what I did was I sent you the teams uh, that are either still, they're already, like, Lenardi has them in the tournament still, or teams that are close to where Syracuse is right now. And all of these teams on this list, um, including there's four other ACC teams, but um, they've all already either lost or, like, their conference tournament is over. So there's no more games to be played. So I kind of wanted to compare where, you know, somewhere like Lenardi, he's got these these teams in certain seeds in certain spots but when you look at these numbers it's um it's just so close that it's just hard to to really imagine how we could be so far off in some people's eyes so
2: yeah it's amazing to me and i guess it's it's like the eye test we had some poorly played games you know but they're all a lot of them were against really good teams so take saint mary's first first go ahead and break us down real quick
1: No, okay. Well, um, based upon the, I got all this information from CBS Sports, and basically we're going to break it down as far as giving them the RPI non-conference strength schedule, strength of schedule overall, and um, the quadrant one um, win-loss. And um, right now, obviously Syracuse twenty and thirteen, RPI of forty-four. And like we said, uh, strength schedule is thirteen. Non-conference strength schedule is eighteen, and our quadrant one win-loss is three and seven. Um, so obviously that could be a little bit better. Right. But with all those other numbers, I mean, those are strong numbers. Strong numbers. Yeah, no and, bad
2: losses. N- not even really any bad play, right. Not even bad and, games. Right. Really.
1: And and Lenardi right now he has us in his not even the first four out the next four out.
2: That's crazy. <laughs> that's
1: crazy. So he's got us as like the fifth of the six team out right now. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, like you were saying, if you want to go ahead with some of these teams on this list, we can kind of compare and kind of see what, I mean, like you were saying St. Mary's, right?
2: Yeah. St. Mary's is first. Go ahead with that one.
1: St. Mary's 28 and five. We know they play in the West coast conference. And, um, this is kind of funny, uh, that St. Mary's, the only quadrant one games that they, um, that they actually had was uh, against Gonzaga this year. And, um, they actually gained a quadrant one win by losing to BYU the other day because they beat BYU at home and away, but because of their St. Mary's RPI, BYU after they beat them in the tournament, their RPI went up so much to that that made St. Mary's win at BYU a quadrant one win. So um, they actually they gained a quadrant one win by actually losing. Um, but right now, Lenardi's got them in as a 10 seed, and let's just give a. RPI forty three, one one ahead of us. So
2: yeah, that's uh, not good. not
1: too bad, right? Mm-hmm, so
2: right,
1: non conference strength to schedule one eighty nine strength <laughs> to schedule one seventy two, and
2: it blows my and, mind. Go on,
1: and they're quad, and I checked it, and I know the one I sent you, I sent one 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 and one, but yeah. they're actually they're actually two and one in quadrant one win loss, but still. So you've only played three quadrant one games. You're in a conference that's other than St Mary's, Gonzaga, and BYU, relatively weak. So, um, to me right there, that just screams like what, what in the world, like that doesn't even make any sense to me. Um, so, I, <laughs> you yeah, know, they've, they've been I, ranked most of the year though too, because of their win loss. Cause they are 28 and five, but at the end yeah. of the day, how many, huh? yeah. look at the strength of schedule, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just one instance. That's a team he's got them ranked 10th right now, like safely in.
2: That that's crazy. I, I I would look take one look at those numbers, and say I don't even need to compare them to anything. If those were my numbers, if those are Syracuse's numbers, I would be I would be very very worried. So that makes absolutely no sense.
1: No, yeah. All well, right. they, I mean it would be impossible to be Syracuse's because Syracuse is always going to play more quadrant one games, and that's oh, where right,
2: right. And that's, that's where a team like that, though, St.
1: Mary's, that's right. happened before. I've seen them not make the tournament, going twenty seven and five, twenty six and four, stuff like that, because they don't play enough quality, quality teams,
2: well, you know, the can, strength of
1: schedule. I mean, you have, you can go and play.
2: You can do that in your, in your non-conference. Non-conference though. exactly. That's, that's your non-conference is for.
1: 189. If yeah. you want to get in with that resume, your non-conference has got to be, you got
2: to bump that up.
1: Yeah. Top forties, yeah. top fifties, at least if yeah. you want to get in the conversation, in my opinion, but you know, Joe Lenardi's got to miss a 10C. Uh, so.
2: Well, we know where he stands. Uh, uh, the second team on here is Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. Oklahoma is a tough one. And, um, that's because their RPI is very, very close. I mean, let's start with their record, uh, 18 and 13. Uh, Lonardi's got them in a a playing game right now. I know they have a superstar Trey young superstar freshman, but, uh, after starting, I I think they were close to ranked in the top 10 at some point earlier this season. And they've just gone kind of off the rails. Um, again, their RPI is 47 strength schedule 22. So compared to ours, um, it's pretty similar. Um, but their non-conference schedule was one thirty-two to r eighteen, and again they're eighteen and thirteen. We're twenty and thirteen. So um, again, that's very similar. The only way, the only th- reason that I can think Leonardi's got them ahead of us is because they have um uh, they're six and eight in quadrant one games. So again, that's that's difficult um, because good. yeah, because I mean that's a lot of game. I mean, you know, we had only ten games, ten quadrant um, one games. They had fourteen and they won six of them. So. Again, if if that's what it's going to be, if they're going to look at, if they're, the committee's going to look at the most quadrant one games and wins and stuff like that, then then I'd say Oklahoma probably does have an edge on us if that's going to be the end all. But that non conference strength of schedule looks pretty easy to me. Um,
2: yeah, I'd say that that's a and it's almost a wash. They do have the edge though on the on the quadrants. I would I would say Oklahoma just go, going off of this and this is what we've been taught is going to happen. Uh, it's somewhat. In, to a to a certain degree, they look good. They look worthy, right?
1: Yeah, they look worthy to me. Yeah, I think that uh, honestly, if I had, if it was up to me, they would get in, but they wouldn't be the team that kept Syracuse out. That'd be for sure.
2: Right. Exactly. Okay, a uh, an ACC rival, uh, Virginia Tech.
1: Yeah, uh, Virginia Tech. We can go. I mean, we can go down the line with this. I mean, the next four teams are all ACC teams. Virginia Tech right now. 21 and 11. Um, their RPI based on CBS Sports is uh, 62nd. Um, strength of schedule is 69 and non-conference strength of schedule is 327. Um has got them ranked as a nine seed, and uh, their quadrant one win-loss is five and seven.
2: It's so they have two
1: more numbers. quadrant ones, uh, one wins than us. But again. Looking at the strength of schedule uh, numbers and the fact that we're twenty and thirteen, they're twenty one and eleven, and we beat them head to head at home. Uh, to think that we're just not even sniffing, that we're not even close to them, is just again, it's just crazy to me. Again, the only difference—I mean, we have way better non-strength of schedule. The only difference is two quadrant one wins. So, and then obviously a little bit of the. um the, what your conference record was regular season, but I don't know how much they're actually putting into effect of that this year. So, I don't know
2: and, if that should even be. I mean, well, of course it should be looked at to a certain degree, but all the all of that, your numbers will refer re, will reflect your conference record anyway to in the, to a certain degree. Uh, right. what, what was Virginia Tech's non conference? Is it three twenty seven? It's a
1: three twenty
2: seven non conference strength like of that's, schedule. Right. That's there's only three hundred and fifty one teams.
1: Right. yeah yeah, exactly
2: yeah that's sweet
1: and we beat them head to head and right now i mean you have you're talking about joe Lenardi having them in almost 20 lines ahead of us
2: that's crazy that is crazy i would say if i would say they definitely don't push us out i don't know if they deserve to really be in to be honest with you they had good wins though that's the thing five five and seven in quadrant
1: one and again that's if that's what's going to happen, you know, then we have to start looking at the losses and where quadrant, you know, four losses and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, it's just tough because, again, like I said, the only thing that they have on us is that and how they did in, in, in uh, the regular season ACC. So but if you yeah. look at those numbers, it's like
2: yeah, they got how, a we're not good we're wins. not 20.
1: We're not 20 teams away.
2: No, when you no,
1: when you no, take the when you cover that those team names with your hand. You know, that's
2: <laughs> the blind, the blind test.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yes. and just going into what next one might as well go right into it.
2: Um, well, real quick, cause we're going to predict these. I got St. Mary's out. I got Oklahoma in. Where do you got Vitech
1: Vitech will be in.
2: Vatech will be in. You think I, I was on the fence, so I, I'll agree. Uh, I, I'm really on the fence with that one though. All right. Next up's Louisville, Joe.
1: Louisville is 20 and 12 currently. Um, Again, RPI thirty nine, strength of schedule um, nineteen, so it's very comparable to us. Uh, non conference strength of schedule is eighty fourth, and their record in uh, quadrant one is um, three and ten. So they they had three more chances to get a quadrant one win, and we still have the same amount of quadrant one wins. Um, they're currently uh, Lenardi has them in as an eleven seed in the playing game, mm. and again, one loss difference. Uh, we got better numbers. The same amount of quadrant one wins and less tries, and we beat them at their place. So again, this is another situation just like Virginia Tech where very, very close resumes and we have the head to head. So
2: you know what? That makes the Virginia Tech my decision on Virginia Tech easier though, if I was to go through all these and look at it again. I think Louisville's looks better than Virginia Tech, and I was on the fence with Virginia Tech. So we, right. you know what I'm saying?
1: It's tough because it's what tough. do you look at? Are we looking at quadrant one wins and losses? Are we looking at strength of schedule? I think you got to take it all in. I
2: mean, yeah, you got to take it all in. But what it boils down to, in my opinion, is the the strength of schedule overall, the non-conference strength of schedule, and the RPI is really, I think, what it boils down to because the the quadrants and the conference record reflects all those numbers. You see, right. like those numbers are a, are a boiled down version of all the records and all in yeah. all that stuff.
1: Well, that's the way that I look at. it. I look at it as if Virginia Tech's non-conference schedule is three twenty seven. Then why do they only have one more win than us? So right. um, yeah, you know that's, that's one true. of the ways that I look yeah. at it. But then you can also look at it as you know if they had twelve chances to get quadrant one wins and they got five of them. Louisville had thirteen chances and only had three.
2: Yeah, so I, I would I would take. I'm going to change. My, I'm,
1: no, well, you might as well keep going because there's yeah, more.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Let's. Let, what do you What do you say about uh, Louisville, Joe? Louisville is. They lost today, by the way. They got hammered.
1: Yeah, I know, and because uh, based upon the fact that they're at twenty and twelve or twenty and thirteen, with the difference in uh, non-conference strength the schedule and the fact that they couldn't get um, any more quadrant one wins over us, I'd say I like our chances over um, over Louisville as well. So
2: yeah, um, I don't think agree.
1: Louisville gets in.
2: All right. All right, let's go on to Florida State, Joe. Florida State and
1: is again, it's one of those teams 51 RPI, 68 strength of schedule, 312 non-conference strength of schedule. Just awful. And they're 20 and 11. Um and right now lenardi has got them as a 10 seed, quadrant 1 win-loss is 6 and 6, 500 against quadrant 1. That's so pretty that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, again, I would like to with a three twelve non conference strength schedule. I'd like to see more than twenty wins. Um, we got a better RPI, we got a better strength schedule non conference strength schedule. The only difference is, um, obviously, again, it's the the big wins. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a recurring theme. And again, I've, well, in this case, Florida State has the uh, has the tiebreaker against us. They beat us at third place. So. Um, but again, this is another one of those situations, every single one of them, where you, uh, you put your hand over those team names and look at those numbers. And I just don't see how, like like right now, Lenardi's got NC State as a 9 seed. That's, again, somewhere around 15, 18 teams better than us.
2: Our, our numbers are... Oh,
1: sorry, a 10 seed. That's Florida State 10 seed still. I mean, they still have them, you know, so I don't know.
2: Our, our RPI ranks 3 on here. Our non-conference strength of schedule amongst all these teams ranks first, and our strength of schedule overall ranks, ranks first. first. So, that,
1: but we tied for last, other than St. Mary's.
2: Right, and that's where with it hurts the
1: us quadrant one wins losses. So yes. when you look at it, and you start, you know, and this is why I wanted to set this chart up is you can kind of see where people are leaning, and um, again. If you look at some of the ESPN stuff, these numbers are a little bit different. So maybe that's why Lenardi's seeds are a little bit skewed because you know I am going off of CBS Sports, and maybe that's why Jerry Palm still has Syracuse in the tournament right now as a
2: player. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe that's why. But
1: maybe that's why because you know, like I said, looking at these numbers, uh, I don't see how you can keep them out against some of these teams. Uh, what right. do we got one more. We got one more ACC team, right?
2: Uh, well, let's see. Florida State in or out, Joe?
1: But. Uh, <laughs> I think Florida State's going to be in just based yeah. upon the fact that they're five hundred and, and the big wins that they have.
2: Yeah, I, I would put. Florida They've been ranked State in, right now in and too. out
1: ranked the whole year. So,
2: yeah. um, all right. Uh, next up is NC State. They are NC State. Twenty-one and eleven. Twenty-one and eleven.
1: RPI is sixty-three. Strength schedule is sixty-five. Non-conference strength schedule of two sixty-three. So again, uh, and they're. Quadrant 1 wins or losses. It's 5 and 7.
2: Had some big um, wins.
1: Which is pretty good, too. To and... Um, right. I mean, if you look at... Like, NC State, Florida State, Virginia Tech, all of those teams, they all have the same kind of type of resume. You know, they only have... Yeah. One or maybe the same amount of wins. We have two more losses uh, because we played more games. Um, but... <laughs> at the end of the end of the day when you look at these non-conference schedules i mean <laughs> yeah, I virginia tech 327 florida state 312 nc state 263 my my question is is that how do you how do you not have more wins than what you have i look at it like if you have that that type of
2: strength and non-conference
1: then you should be able to have one or two or three more you know especially when yeah. they had a couple more wins than us just normally in the acc turn our uh, regular season play as it is so right.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a tough one too, but Joe.
1: NC State beat us at home. They so. did beat
2: us at home. They got a, they got some big wins, but big wins didn't do squat for us last year, uh, right? Because of our non-conference strength of schedule losses, right? Uh, and
1: again, like so. I said, out of those out of those four teams, you're looking at those four teams. In my opinion, Syracuse, other than the big quadrant one wins, has a better as a better resume. So it's pretty obvious that when you look at Lenardi, he really, really puts a huge, huge amount into those one or two or three more big wins that they have over, over
2: us. And, and so, I, I say NC state, I say NC state out. And here's why they got the big wins, but that's all they got. And um, just going by off of last year, what happened to us? They well, do they have, do the have big some wins. bad losses. Right, right. And um I just think that our resume is better than like you like you just said anybody in the ACC that's on this list right here. Um I think our numbers are our boiled down numbers are better, but I like NC State. I think they're dangerous, but I I would have to put them out looking at the look just going through and looking at this.
1: Well, this is this is what it tells me, right? So, when I look at this, I see teams where other than Louisville who's got you know, a pretty good overall strength of schedule, and their non-conference is a little bit better. We have the best strength of schedule, both conference and non-conference, than any of these other four ACC teams. Um, we beat two of them. We lost two of them. Uh, the only difference that I see in the rankings that Lenardi has is, is basically um, their, Q, their Q1 wins and losses. Yeah. Now my thing is yeah. is that if you're going to have two or three more Quadrant 1 wins or losses than Syracuse... And then you're going to have that type of non-conference strength of schedule. Then you need to have more than one or two wins over more than us. You know what I'm saying? Like we're 20 and 13. NC State's got 21 wins. Florida State's got 20. Louisville, 20. Virginia Tech, 21. So I look at it yeah, like.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. We got 20. It,
1: right. So that just tells me that these teams lost some a bunch of games that they probably shouldn't have.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, you have a minute or I have, I have NC State out? What about you?
1: I have NC State uh, in.
2: Do you? Okay. All right, uh, next up is Arizona 20 and 11.
1: Arizona State. Arizona they State, once, I'm sorry. Yeah, Arizona State. They were once um, actually top break top five in the beginning of the season. Uh, 65 RPI, 114 nine, non-conference strength schedule with a 70 strength schedule. And their Q1 win-loss is three and five. Um, it's a better percentage, but still the same amount with us. Played in a relatively um, somewhat down Pac-12 conference this year, and they uh, they lost last night, I believe, in their conference game. And right now, Lenardi's got them his first four out. But again, just looking at looking at that similar similar records, uh, we have better numbers, and yet you know, Lenardi still has them is. Three or four uh, spots ahead of us. Um, again, I just threw that one out there because they had lost and they were uh, somewhat near or around us. So um, I don't think that team's going to end up making it. Uh,
2: I got him out. What's I that? Out. I got him yeah. out. You got him out. Yeah,
1: yeah. I got him out. I got him out.
2: All right. The last one on this list is yes Oklahoma State, nineteen and fourteen.
1: Yes. And again, this is this is again. Looking at it, they, he's got Lenardi's got them right around where Arizona State is, nineteen and fourteen. They got an RPI eighty-five, uh, non non-conference strength to schedule two eighty-seven, and um, their strength of schedule is 56. It's probably going to go up a little bit because they did lose to Kansas today. They had a big win against Oklahoma last night, which again, you which know, Oklahoma mean? had. A,
2: which would mean the number goes down though is what you're
1: saying well right, right 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 but um Oklahoma they had a good chance to get a win last night and probably lock themselves into the uh into the tournament but Oklahoma State defeated them give them another chance and they actually beat uh Kansas twice this year Oklahoma State did so today Kansas has exacted that revenge but um again that just tells me a lot i mean we we were consistently inconsistent in the fact that we know we knew what we could get. Or like, we knew that we needed Marek and Pesco and some players to, to step up. And But we knew kind of around about what we needed to do and what kind of team we were. Um, but this team, it just seems like, I mean, you play Kansas three times and you play in the Big 12 where they have a bunch of ranked teams and stuff. And um, your strength of schedule is only in the 50s.
2: That's crazy. You know? yeah, we get and to- then
1: – and they're five and 10 in quadrant one. And that's really why they're a bubble team. And why, why Joe and has got them up there, um, they beat West Virginia, they beat Kansas twice. So they have some great wins, but you have, <laughs> you have to have, again, this is, this is just another situation where I look at, you have a non-conference strength to schedule of two eighty seven, straight to schedule in the mid to low fifties. And you got five quadrant one wins and you only have 19 wins in the season. So unless they have a good reason, if they had maybe a key injury or like a Vonzy Colson with Notre Dame or something, then I just don't understand. Like they need to have an explanation. Otherwise, that's one of the most inconsistent teams, and I don't see how they you could put them in the NCAA tournament, regardless of of their uh, the quadrant one wins and losses.
2: Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, I, I mean, I'd I'd have to. I hate now, if
1: you beat Kansas today, and you beat Kansas three times,
2: absolutely, yeah.
1: Then I'd understand, but yeah, those
2: I, th- those you know rival games and conference games are always hard fought. And I, I mean, look at Pittsburgh put up some fights. You know, they went, you know, they were terrible. So yeah,
1: Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's coach got fired today, by the way.
2: Yeah, that's what happens when you go zero oh, in nineteen.
1: He pulled a Homer Simpson.
2: Dope. <laughs> Oh, he is so goofy. I feel so bad for that dude. Um yeah, well. uh, you got Oklahoma State in or out? Uh I got him out. Okay. You got him out. I got him out. I got Oklahoma in, vatech in, Florida State in. Those are the three I got. What'd you have?
1: Well, I mean, based upon And this-
2: Syracuse, by the way, I have Syracuse in right now. If this is what if this is what we're 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 up against, I have Syracuse in.
1: Again, again, like I said, I know. these are just the bubble teams and some of the teams that are in that have already lost. So there's still um, these are a handful weird. of bubble teams that are still alive and right. playing, which, right. you know, we haven't talked about yet. But um, based upon like just this handful, I mean, I brought this in as far as, you know, there's some teams here that that Joe Lenardi has as locks. Virginia Tech lock, it says on ESPN, you know. So, um and when you look at that numbers, I just it's tough for me. So again, yeah. Maybe it just depends on what quadrant one win it is. But again, wasn't it, wasn't it how, a are, you, win how are you gonna Duke? define that though, you know?
2: Wasn't it a win at Duke though at Duke? At yeah. Cameron Indoor?
1: Right. Which yeah. you have to look at some of that stuff too. But yeah. you can define yeah. some wins when it comes to stuff like that, because you can't just say, Oh, it's a quadrant one win, you know? I mean no, what are we yeah. are we realistically going to compare? you know, them beating Duke at Cameron Indoor and if Buffalo ends up getting into a quadrant one win or, you know, if they end up winning their tournament and getting the, you know, 27 RPI, you know, that's going to be a quadrant one win. Can you really right. say that that's the same? Us beating Buffalo at right. home and Virginia Tech beating Duke at Duke. Absolutely. And that's the one thing where I feel like this quadrant thing, you know, is going to be... It's its I can't, it can't be the end all. All it can really do is just help you see how these... Teams got their wins, which,
2: which, which Joe would, exactly. And this back to this point, I'll say this again. That's why these numbers are the boiled down records of your quadrants, your conference, and your non-conference. These that the numbers, the RPI, the non-conference strength of schedule, and the overall strength of schedule are boiled down of everything you've done. Yeah. Which, which is why it's a good indicator to me, in my opinion, the way they've set this up, that. When you look at those three numbers, those are the three important numbers that you should be looking at. Yes, Vodtech at Cameron Indoor pulling off an upset there—that's huge. That's huge. And like you said, beating Buffalo at home, same 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 type of win within the quadrants. Obviously, um, you know, not right. even close. Not even close. So they're going to
1: have to obviously categorize where 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 you won the games and and how really how much better they are. You know, obviously. Yeah. You know they're they're not comparable, but it does show you and charts you kind of where you got the wins. But again, with me, I'm just going by kind of simple common sense that when exactly. I see when I see these strength of schedule numbers and I see some of these RPI numbers, which were right there in the middle of them. Um, granted, take away you know the quadrant one and take away St. Mary's because they're not in a, in a power conference, but all these other teams. Um, you look at these strength of schedule numbers, I'm expecting them to have more wins than me. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just the end, the, tech, the end of the end of the... come on, man.
1: But, I mean, we're 20 and 13. Now, if these teams, if he wants the NC States and the Florida States and some of these teams to be in over us, then these teams should be having 22, 23 wins based upon these strength of schedule.
2: Yeah, and just to compare, we were the first team out last year, and um, I said it once, I'll say it again. We're looking at an RPI 85 last year to 44 right now this year that might change a little bit but we'll see we'll probably won't change much and the strength of schedule overall last year of 57 and of 13 right now so and um, let's see where were we at last year with um, our non-conference strength of schedule last year was 215 and yeah. it's currently at um, 18 so according right. to CBS and again so, and again
1: we. We, we went eight and five, too.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Just, yeah.
1: So, again, I just don't see uh, – again, I
2: – Well, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Joe. Let's give – us, give us the scenario with, with what, what you see. What's the best-case scenario for us or in the worst-case scenario for us with the rest of these games heading into Selection Sunday? Uh, what would we – who should we root for?
1: Who should we root for? Okay, well, we definitely have to root for all of our MAC teams that we played against. So right, right now, you know, the old SU coach Rob Murphy and good old Eastern, Eastern Michigan, Michigan playing that two-three zone. That's right. Hope that they hope they win. Hope Buffalo wins so they can get up uh, past the thirties. And I really, I mean, I would love to see Buffalo and Toledo make it to the championship game. And I think winning those two games, getting to that point, would probably push. Toledo over to a quadrant two win and a Buffalo to a quadrant one help us out a little bit. And um, again, we want to cheer for uh, Nevada earlier. They had a little bit of a scare in the mountain Western conference um, tournament. Uh, We need, we need them to, to win out because right now Nevada is in the tournament and uh, if they lose, there's going to be a bubble stolen. So that's some stuff that we don't really need. We've been fortunate so far again, uh, middle Tennessee state, another one um, out of the Sun Belt that right now, They currently have those two teams in Um, with uh, Atlantic Ten. We definitely we would for us for us we would like Rhode Island or Saint Bonaventure to to do what they have to do and and take care of business. Um, And obviously Gonzaga winning the West Coast Conference was actually a blessing in disguise because everyone was talking about Saint Mary's we're going to get in regardless. Then they lost that BYU game in the semifinals of the tournament, and now they're talking they could be a bubble or get past. So. Um, that's some of the teams that we want as far as conferences, smaller conferences, to make sure that they, that they hold strong and, and stay ahead of that conference and win it so that no bubbles get taken from us. But some of the other bubble teams uh, tonight, um, UCLA is playing against Stanford. That's a game. Uh, UCLA is on the bubble right now in most playing games, and uh, that's, a, that's a team we need to root for uh, to lose UCLA, along with uh, the other Pac-12 game of uh, USC, they're playing against Oregon State. Oregon State did us a favor and beat Washington last night. Uh, let's see if the, the Beavers can give us another one and beat the Trojans tonight. I think the Beavers USC versus lo-
2: the Trojans.
1: Beavs versus the Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. So we want. which, we which want scares to... me
1: because you you know you use Trojans to destroy Beavers. <laughs> so.
2: Two J. Two J. <laughs> yeah,
1: we can edit that one out. Um, so anyway, UCLA and USC are um, two teams in the Pac-12 that I think I believe if they lose tonight, then that will put them squarely around where where we are and, and put us into consideration to be past them. And uh, again, we could talk what or about, look at.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. What's that?
1: Well, I was just going to say those two Pac-12 teams. That's those are two teams we need to worry about with the uh, USC and UCLA. Uh, as far as ACC goes, uh, we got to be Duke fans tonight. Um, they're already talking about yes. Notre Dame, possibly them giving them consideration just because of the injuries and the fact that they still stayed in the, the they, conversation. They, are, they so,
2: are good, though. They are good.
1: They are good, and they would have been in the tournament if they never would have had injuries. So, oh, But again, we're in a situation where them making it could hurt us. They,
2: they, hey, hey, that was a epic, epic disaster last night by VodTech. That was ter- No, yeah. That was terrible.
1: Yeah, Biotech could have could have sealed the deal and definitely could have yeah, got we,
2: in. that's why I got him crossed out. They pissed me off. I needed I was actually rooting for him to win that game. I guess I was on the fence, but I guess it didn't matter. Um really, I guess it's good that Notre Dame maybe lost because Well,
1: no, Notre Dame won.
2: I mean, that's what I mean. That's pro- It might be good that Notre Dame won because— Well,
1: they're talking about Batek already being in anyway. So if, with, these, with these teams that are playing tonight, UCLA, USC, Notre Dame, Marquette's playing Villanova tonight. We need Marquette to lose. Texas, okay. another bubble team. Uh, Baylor and Boise State, randomly, is another team out in the Mountain West that— is actually starting to get consideration and they're right behind us in Lenardi's uh, little next four out stuff. So they're playing against Utah state. So we need them to lose as well. Um, those are really the, the seven teams I'm worried about right now. Um, and it's, those are the teams that are around us that are a little bit behind us, a little bit ahead of us. If they lose, they could fall we could gain uh, closer spots. So that's kind of, that's kind of what we, we need to cheer for. Mark almost lost last night. Texas almost lost last night. Baylor almost lost last night. Uh, so hopefully we can get these these teams knocked out of there, so they can't do anything else to to pass us up any farther than some people think that they do or don't. All
2: right. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to hold our breaths till uh, Sunday, and we'll be yeah. back when we well, figure.
1: It's, def- it's definitely a hold your breath situation. It, it definitely
2: I, is. I, I said if we beat if we beat Wake Forest and lose against UNC, I think it's a fifty fifty. So it's, I've, I'm going to stick with that. I think Ugh. should should they be in? I think they should be in. Are they going to get in? I don't know.
1: I'm not going to lie. I, when I talk when we talked, I, I gave it a little bit of a, more of a percentage to not be in, but as far as right now, and I don't want to jinx myself because of what's been going on, but I mean, you're not going to get every game that you need to happen happen, but, uh, as far as right now goes, really can't complain about what's been going on with these conference tournaments and, um not too many things have happened. I mean, there could have been some more losses that could have helped our, our situation. But the more I look at these numbers and day by day, uh, it's just, it's very difficult for me to see that um, just to see Lenardi having us as like a six or seven team out. And then you're looking at some of these teams that are nine and 10, 10 bids or 10 seeds in his uh, bracketology. And like our numbers are so close. So, it's um, it's difficult, and I have a feeling that uh, as we start going and as ESPN starts doing the little blind resume things and stuff, um, and you can actually see the numbers next to each other without the team, so people can't be biased. I think you're going to start seeing that our numbers actually do stack up pretty well. Uh, again, the only thing that's really hurting us is our our quadrant one record compared that's to it. others. That's it. Um, in so the, in the
2: conference uh, record, which we're still right. only one game from 500.
1: Right. And I'd be willing to bet that if you were to take Joe Lenardi's, you know, maybe his last 10 teams that he has in and his last 10 teams that he has out and you just erase the teams, throw a blind resume out there and say, pick 10 teams to make the tournament. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that most people just based upon a blind resume would probably pick Syracuse's team or numbers to to be one of those 10 out of those 20 teams. So, and then again, that exercise we just did with those eight teams, four of them in our conference that, you know, people think are ahead of us so much. uh, Just, it just shows you the discrepancy as far as the fact that, that we shouldn't really be out of the conversation at all um, based upon the numbers.
2: Yeah. So uh, selection Sunday will happen and we will coordinate another episode we'll put together a show for our thoughts and uh depending on 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 what happens and we'll do a pre-game and then uh from there we'll just have to to go from there so uh yeah
1: well let's put it this way either way we're playing the game next week so
2: exactly exactly so we'll be back obviously um let's keep our fingers crossed though and
1: probably monday
2: and, and what probably Monday? What we'll be back.
1: I'd say probably Monday. You know, after the Sunday show because
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's because
1: because Tuesday and Wednesday are the playing games, and uh, Thursday and Friday are NIT games. So, and then Saturday or you know, well Saturday and Sunday. You know, throughout the weekend they have the NITs and they have the NCAs and and so forth. So. Um either way, whether we make the NIT or we're a playing game or we're in the NCAA tournament without the playing games, we're gonna have a game. So
2: Yeah. So we'll be back. We'll try to be get back here Monday then and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. So go to Facebook.com forward slash Qs Nation podcast. Give us the thumb up there on Facebook and Twitter at CUSE Nation Show. And also, give John Matthews a follow on Twitter, at SyracuseFan7. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.
0: You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with
2: Indeed. indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply
0: need to hire you need indeed the nba finals are heating
1: up looking for hot takes on all the postseason action the old man in the three presented by bmw is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage host
0: and former nba sharpshooter jj reddick not only has a plugged in perspective on the action from his time in the league but he's also announcing the games in real time for espn